welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is another episode of Wrestling Chat with Friends. Sound effects? <laughs> but don't don't adjust your your sets. This is the Thursday show. We are doing it on Wednesday for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is that the AEW show Dynamite that usually happens on Wednesday that we talk about on Thursday happened on Tuesday. So we'll talk a little bit about that today on Wednesday. But before we get into that, we have we have a very very special guest that will be joining us that's going to be talking about a fantastic event in Richmond. You don't want to miss that as well. But before all of that, I'm joined as always by my man EJ the Collector. EJ, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm here. I am present. I am accounted for. And as always, I'm accountable. Since we have such a big show and have such a great guest, let's get Collector's Choice out of the way real quick. The two newest collections uh, for me, a Target exclusive Sammy Guevara. There he oh, is. And I picked up on discount, had to add it to my collection because I didn't get the first time, the Cody Rhodes AEW oh. figure. Yeah, only eight ninety nine at ringside that one collectibles. Looks, that one looks completely different. Yeah, so this that's, is that's this was earlier. they make this. This was well, it was it's recently done. It was this was actually put out right as he left. But they oh, wow. they, they, they made now two. They have this, and the newest release has a Darby Allen that is modeled like this, which is sort of a throwback to the old eighties kind of like big rubber WWF figures yeah, they had back in the day. Yeah, Cody was their first one. They just put out a Darby Allen that's like this, but it's like a little little insert uh, figure from their recent sets. Always great from Jazzwares and Ringside Collectibles, Cody Rhodes. So I am I'm now on a third wall. You can't see it yet, but <laughs> you can't I, see it. I I am really I'm now three walls here, over sixty figures. I've got a problem, but I don't mind having it. I'm ready to go, man. Let's get it on. I, I am ready to go as well. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about Sammy's big match next week as well. We'll totally. talk about that in a little bit. Let's just kick it off like we always kick it off. EJ, a lot going on since we last collected uh, connected. What are you popping for in AEW this week? What I am popping for in AEW this week is something that was – sent out actually just a couple of hours ago. It was an update from the cowboy himself, Hangman Page. He tweeted out that he was feeling good. He was feeling better. He appreciated all the thoughts and concerns and all the tweets that were sent over the last 24 hours. As I hope most of you know, he had a kind of an injury last night that put an end to his match, put an end to the show, but AEW rallied. It was a scary situation, but he himself tweeted that he was – I believe he was out of the hospital. He had spent the night overnight in the hospital, but he was feeling better. Full diagnosis sort of hasn't fully been revealed with the fact that he was tweeting, feeling good, saying he's feeling good. That's what I was popping for because my heart was sort of in my chest a little bit last night, as I'm sure most of us fans watching the AW was last night. So that update from Hangman, the good update, that's what I'm popping for. How about indeed, you? Indeed, indeed. Very scary scene. Very scary scene last night. And it's, you know, uh, we all watch a bunch of I watch a bunch of sports and it all kind of gets connected. We saw what happened uh, on the football field with the uh, Miami quarterback uh, to a, a couple weeks ago. And then you saw what happened with uh, with Hangman in the ring, which is another concussion concussion protocol type thing. And, and it was scary. I will say that AEW, John Moxley in particular, 
uh, MJF, like what they did to scramble at the end of the probably what they have about a good eight to ten minutes. Um, it was a definitely six to eight camera. minutes left in the show for sure. Yeah, they, they had a lot of time because that match was not supposed to end the way that it ended. And Mox was a pro. MJF comes out, they cut like new promos, still build up their feud. It was it was really amazing what they did on the fly. And, yeah, and- I, I would imagine that the announcement for MJF and Mox at Full Gear, which which MJF announced, that might not have been. I don't think for, it was planned. To, it couldn't have been revealed planned. at all. Yeah, I mean, I expected some sort of interaction with MJF at the end of the show, but it was definitely not what it turned out to be. So good of those guys to get a you know work it on the fly and make for a an exciting ending to what was almost a disastrous ending. And I did see some video um, that was shown on Twitter of after the show, Mox could have cut a long promo for the fans about how Cleveland was his home and that arena was his home. Cincinnati. 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 And uh, Wheeler Uta was out there. Claudio was out there interacting with some of the fans. So I'm sure sure they were going to do anyway, but they really kind of put the, the, put the end of the night on a high note, not just for the TV audience, but for the fans as well. Well, that, that, again, I think everybody's popping for that. That was a fantastic, uh, fantastic news that we got today. Scary scene. Uh, if you go back to the matches, you know where I'm going to go with this. I do. I love uh, Pinta. I love Ray Phoenix. I love Pac. They defended the trio's ch- championship. A uh, little bit of riff in the Devil's Triangle there. But, uh, but knowing what we know about what, uh, Penta and Ray did over the weekend at Triple Mania. Right. Both of them had headlining banger matches, and then a couple days later have to get in the ring against best friends and do what they did. Fantastic. Ray Phoenix to me is is like it's interesting because in Triple Mania, I think Penta is a bigger star, but Ray Phoenix to me is just like top notch. Guy can't do that wrong for me. We talked. We were on the on our Tuesday show that we did our WWE show. We talked about how Ricochet might be the most exciting high flyer that some of us have ever seen Ray Phoenix is probably right up there uh, as, as an amazing performer, high flyer, what he can do is acrobatic skills are, are really almost second to none. Every Those time, are, I, It doesn't matter what he does. Every time I watch him, I'm just riveted. riveted. Yeah, he's great. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, this is WCWF. This is the Thursday show. We usually bring on a friend on the Thursday show. It's on the Family Podcast Network. And like always, it's streaming live on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. I hope you're joining us. Uh, if you're not, you can rewatch it <laughs> later or you can listen to it on podcast. But I am so excited because uh, I think last week I got an email uh, about a wonderful, wonderful event that's taking place here in Richmond uh, on November 6th, I believe it is, and it is Wrestling with Cancer. Um, it's just, we're about to bring on a guest that I'm so excited to uh, have on the show, get to know a little bit better. We're going to bring her in right now, Erica Porter, a.k.a. Jungle Girl from Wild Wrestling. Welcome to WCWF. We're so excited to have you. There you go. Yeah, sound effects. Our sound effects uh, are, are not the best. We're working on it. Hey, listen, I like it. Work with what you got. Jungle Girl, welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't want to bury the lead, and I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, I've been doing some research, but you have a major event coming up in Richmond that is special for a very special cause. Yes. Tell all of our audience 
exactly. Tell us about Wrestling with Cancer at Hardywood on November 6th, how it came about, what it's going to be. We're, we, you, the floor is yours. We're so excited to have you. So, you know, my journey with WOW Women of Wrestling started um, 22 years ago in wow. 22 years ago in the LA forum with David McLean and an amazing roster of women, which is only just, I mean, where we are now as compared to where we were 22 years ago is amazing. It's amazing. The athleticism is just through the roof. The, um, the caliber of the, the, the production is nothing like we've ever done. So, you know, wow can be, on weekends, we're in syndication, so please check your local listings. In Richmond, we're here, I believe, at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. On the CW, it's an amazing show. So with that, in June of 2020, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And, you know, I am a champion through and through. And so for me, when life tries to give you the one, two, three, you don't just, you know, let yourself be pinned to the mat. So I made a decision and I, instead of, you know, crawling up in a corner and allowing that to define who I was, I made a decision to help the people that were in the same type of position as me and realized that in the medical community, you know, an individual, when they're dealt with a diagnosis, you go in there and you relinquish most of your control to the medical community and you feel almost helpless, but yet there's something that is well within that individual's control. And that is moving through cancer. Movement is powerful. It is what I have done my entire life. And it really, I think, has set me up for success in really dominating the ultimate villain in cancer. And so for me, it was just this natural marriage between my wrestling career and what I built with the Endorphasm Foundation, which is the ultimate villain being cancer and the superhero being the individuals that make the decision to empower themselves and to move through cancer and to move through life. So the foundation empowers those individuals, provides services, classes, different kinds of movement, whether it's yoga, walking, swimming, biking, whatever it is, we meet that individual where they are based on where they currently are physically, where their treatment is, where they need to be and where they're going. We provide these services for free. So coming in Richmond, the weekend of November 4th, so it's November 5th and 6th. November 5th, we have a VIP sponsored dinner, which is our VIP sponsors. That event is an evening with the WOW superheroes. And so we will have 10, including myself, which makes 11, WOW Women of Wrestling superheroes. And so it's an opportunity to really engage with them, have dinner with them, have an event like nothing else. And then on Sunday at Hardywood in, uh, in Richmond, the one mm -hmm. down near Scott's Edition, mm -hmm. we're going to be doing a, an event there, which to me is the main event. It's open to the public. And it's an opportunity for individuals to come in to work out with the superheroes, to do a meet and greet, to kind of interact. There's going to be a band. Blair's West Band is playing. And uh, it's just going to be a really cool, fun event. And it's all to benefit the Endorphasm Foundation, which then helps the individuals and serves 
those individuals that are battling cancer and it provides those services free of charge. That's amazing. I have two immediate follow-ups and they're both, and, and they're both uh, kind of origin stories, but they're, they're two different ones. Yeah. 22 years ago, even with wow, like how did, how did you get the bug to start professional wrestling, do all the training to be, Jungle, you know, be the jungle girl that you are now. So, so that's one origin story. And then two, I, I, I got to follow up about the, the foundation in regards to just your commitment and your decision to start it, because I've seen videos and read articles about your history as well. And you are right. You, you have so many superheroes that have come to you and you have not only are you taken on the journey yourself, but you are helping so many heroes move yep. through this in a way. So two origin story questions. Hopefully they're not, not too much, but I, I got to know both because there's just such pivotal moments in, what, in what's happening on the, on the fifth and the sixth. Oh man. It's, you know, it really is. I'm, I'm in a very unique position to have been really part of the inception of, wow, that first vision of what David McLean had from that kind of transitioning from glow and starting. Wow. And I don't even think I don't think the world was really ready for what WOW Women of Wrestling was. I can back, only imagine. No, you know, I, I mean, it really imagine. wasn't back in 2000. It just was not prepared. I think now is the time. I mean, you know, WOW has a global footprint. It is an all-women's promotion with a global footprint. And so with the backing of Paramount, with a five-year deal, it's unprecedented. And it's just, it's amazing. So- I had friends growing up, I went to school in Pittsburgh and I actually very good friends with Matt Bloom. And when Matt went to wrestle in WWE, he, you know, he basically was like, Hey, Erica, this is right up your alley. You know, this would be something that I know that you would love to do. And at the time I'm like, yo, but the women are like, you know, they're managers and they're sideshows and they're not taken seriously and they don't respect them when they're in the ring. And they just, you know, the commentators and everybody, it was more about what they looked like. And some of those women could really wrestle, really but they don't. really wouldn't, weren't given the opportunity to shine. And so when I, I found out about this and I didn't know it was a wrestling promotion, but I found out there was, there was this show and they were looking for athletic women for the superhero show. And I was intrigued enough to go. And when I went, I learned that it was wow. Women are wrestling. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I called Matt Bloom right after. And I was like, dude, there's an all women's promotion. That is basically the storylines. The entire entity of the programming is built around women. And so I didn't even at that ground level, I didn't even realize the impact it would have years down the road. I saw the vision. Unfortunately, you know, I was there with David and Selena Bambi and saw the vision of what he saw. The world wasn't really ready for it yet. And, um, you know, it's, it's had its iterations and it's been back on a digital media platform. And then it's, um, you know, was, was on another network for a period of time. And unfortunately that ended for different reasons, but now we've got um, an amazing setup and jungle girl is still alive and well. And yeah, the women that we have are incredible. I mean, you know, first and foremost, uh, I'm a competitor. 
And uh, I'm in the ring for one purpose, and that is to to win and to defeat and 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 to you know have a game that's elevated beyond description. And so, do I respect the women? Absolutely. But my job is to get in the ring and to win. So there's always going to be that that tension, that champion, that champion tension, and that competitive tension. But Otherwise, I respect the women tremendously that are part of the organization. Wow. David McLean uh, has is known pretty much as a promoter. I would call him an innovator. He, oh, he, has, sure. he has brought, I mean, from Glow, which if you're sort of under 40, you may not remember uh, that from the 80s. But what no, wow. and people have it now, the Netflix show. The Netflix, Netflix show, yeah. Netflix the Netflix show Netflix really, show. really, really, really brought it about, back. You sure. know about it now. Yeah, he's a, he's a real innovator and a champion for, you know, the uh, sometimes I mean the the under the underpromoted. He's the promoter of the underpromoted, right. and so how, how has been how is your relationship with him? And what is, is does it all sort of start from him on down, or is he let, you know, you you women sort of like run run the show, run the show? Is he just there to sort of be supportive? What's what's his role in your relationship with him? No. So my relationship is great with him. So I've had, you know, even when, you know, wow was not, um, on air and, you know, and it wasn't, um, you know, it, it had its dark moments and David and I have had a really good relationship. We've stayed in contact, different projects that he's had. He's brought me on to work with him. I think that we have just a, a tremendous mutual respect for one another as, as, you know, as a performer, as, as an athlete, but also as a businesswoman, as, you know, conceptually and, and just kind of my mind and how it works, because I see, I see the business from a talent from, as a wrestler, I see the business also being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of synergy for David and I, and I think there's just a really nice, um, just a really nice marriage of two people. I think that for him, the best partnership that he's had is with Jeannie Buss, who is our executive producer and the owner of WOW. And it, it's just, it's that same thing where she understands his vision and understands the bigger picture and allows David to be who David is and to see the things that he needs to do and see them through. And then she does what she does brilliantly and they stay out of each other's way, but they come together really, really nicely. And so that's, it's the best partnership. And that coupled with the partnership with Paramount is just, it is a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And Let we got a five-year deal. We got a five-year deal. Let but me ask David's you this definitely an innovator. I would say he's the godfather of women's wrestling. I mean, to, to give it the platform that he's given it. And I really think that because of, of wow's first, you know, run in 2000, it really changed um, the way the other promotions viewed their, their female athletes. The five-year deal started this year, year, year one, right? Yep. Excellent. Yep. Um, Let me ask you this in regards to not just even other promotions, but the the industry in general and the fans. We've seen, obviously, you said so much has changed in in 22 years in regards to women's wrestling. I think we are in a better, much better place now than, than we have before. But as you look around the landscape of wrestling 
and you see things like women headlining WrestleMania or, or you know, I, I always, as a black man, I always get a little, uh, get that little itch when I hear like first, first, when it comes to like, you know, the first something, but we're hearing a lot of first over the last five years in wrestling. How do you feel the industry has evolved when it comes to women's wrestling? And that includes the fans in, in, in accepting women's wrestling and having women more over than they've ever been before. I think that's uh, it, it starts from the top up. And I think when the conversation changes, when the women are in the ring and the conversation changes and it's about their wrestling and it's about their athleticism and it's allowing them to develop storylines and to be a bigger part of, of each promotion. I think that that's huge. And I think that when the conversation and the narrative changes within the organization that pushes out into the fan base. And I think that when the organization takes their athletes seriously, then the fans will take their athletes seriously because there have been women that could work and they could wrestle a long time ago. They just were not given that opportunity and they weren't taken seriously by the promotion. And so now they are, and, and there are more women. So when I, I mean, I remember, you know, wow took a lot of women that had never had any wrestling experience before train them. I mean, and train them. We worked our butts off and we got out there and were able to put together matches and, and really, um, really sync up and have, have kind of chemistry with one another, which is really hard to do when you're, when you're starting at ground zero. And I think now you're seeing more women in the wrestling schools and there's more talent out there. I remember working the indie scenes and often I'd have to go and work, you know, some random doing the clown someplace because there weren't any women to work. And now, you know, there's a, a plethora of women and they are, Talented, talented. Every every indie show has a has a couple of women matches on their card, so and some really talented ladies. We saw yeah. an event this summer that featured just some spectacular women's wrestling. That was, in many ways, as it, more exciting than what than all the other matches because these women every time are putting everything into it. They're not missing. They realize the opportunity that they didn't have before that they have now and they are making the most of it every yep. single time. I've watched a lot of wow in the last couple of days on YouTube and we heard you were coming on. And for anyone who's listening out there who maybe hasn't checked it out yet, you, you know, if you if you if you put on blinders, you wouldn't know you weren't watching a top level promotion. The action just yep. as good, the storylines are just as good. It is really an exciting I think exciting the time. Probably probably <laughs> even better. Well, and I'll tell you why. So there's a real investment in in each individual and developing each person and really, really finding that marriage of, I said to you, you know, Erica Porter is Jungle Girl and Jungle Girl is Erica Porter. I mean, I really, truly embody everything that is Jungle Girl. And, you know, I'm a no nonsense. I'm a competitor through and through. I am a champion through and through. And if you come before me, I am going to fight. And that is who I am as a person. And so really, I would say that we are one and the same. Now, you know, I put a little, you know, some stripes on my face and it's <laughs> game on, but really it's always game on for me. How That's awesome. How much uh, input, if you will, because we always hear in the industry about 
creative, creative, creative. People want more uh, input in their creative. How much input did you have in the creation of Jungle Girl? A lot. I mean, I really, I would say that, you know, so really when we were training and we got in the ring, you know, learning everything and, and going through the movements, I think that, you know, I had a natural inclination, uh, inclination of what I wanted to do, like just my demeanor, my disposition when I was in the ring was very kind of animalistic. I liked climbing the turnbuckles. I liked high flying moves. I liked big, powerful moves. I'm a strong woman. And um, I think it was just a natural fit. I loved Superfly Snooker grow growing up and I just was hell bent on, you know, bringing that kind of female version of Superfly Snooker. And I wanted to do the splash. I wanted to pay tribute to an individual that I was inspired by. And I loved watching him week in and week out. And so that was just a really natural fit. And I really am from the Amazon. I mean, my family is from Colombia, South America. And so it's just, it all blended together and it just came together really nicely. That's amazing. EJ, you have one. I, I've got one more after this, but EJ, you take the next one. I want to know sort of currently, like what, what is your current, what are you involved in right now? Basically, who, who do you want to, who do you want to talk to right now? If you were to cut a promo right now, who's on your mind right now? Not just maybe in <laughs> wow, but throughout the fighting. landscape, who are you, who are you generally, who, oh, you, who do you get your sights set on that maybe doesn't realize that Jungle Girl has their sights set on them? Well, listen, I have some unfinished business in oh, WOW. Oh, and a champion always fights and a champion always competes. And the beast has something that's mine. So to the beast, I say, you may think you're the biggest, you may think you're the baddest, but you don't have the mindset like Jungle Girl does. You don't have that animalistic instinct. I am a mother. I am a fighter. And I fight for what's mine. So, baby, be ready. The beast has no idea what's coming. Yeah. I would not but, want to be the beast right now. Oh, that's oh this, this is WCWF. This is the Thursday show on a Wednesday. We have a special guest, Jungle Girl, Erica Porter. I'm going to say this wrong. I've been trying to avoid saying, I want to say endorphasm foundation. It is endorphasm. I, I need to know because I've, I've seen what you're doing through the foundation, how you have taken what could have been something that, that really shut you down. You didn't let it shut you down. And not only that, you've inspired so many others to keep moving, to keep working out, doing what they need to do. Tell us about the foundation and how this drive, and inspiration to, to help others get up, move, move through their day and, and, and be the heroes that they are. So first I want to address like what endorphasm is because people, you know, kind of will say it and then just let it pass by. But endorphasm is the moment, that point during movement, during physical exertion that you feel all things are possible. And it really is about the power of the feeling the feeling of the power and that it's powerful and we control that. That's something that is ours. The vessel that we have, that is our responsibility, how we care for it, how we move, all of that. 
is ours. And so for me, when I received, and people ask me, you know, at what point in time did you get angry? At what point in time did you get sad? I have had an incredible life and I really have done incredible, amazing, epic things that most people only dream of. And so if it were all to end tomorrow, there's no regret. There's no sadness. For me, the conversation was, I, I have at the time, he was 11 years old, but Jungle Boy is, uh, I, have a, I have a son. And so the conversation was, how do I tell my son that his mother is battling with cancer, but how do I do it in a way where I am honest and open, but I'm like, hey man, I'm okay. The doctors got me, but I got me. And so that was my biggest thing is that all of the people around me, they're the ones that have to pick up the pieces when I'm gone. I have a legacy that I am leaving. And that legacy is Jungle Girl. That legacy is the Endorphasm Foundation. That legacy is empowering individuals to control an aspect of their life that's theirs. And that's self-care. And so for me, channeling my energy into something that I know will be forever is, um, is exhilarating for me. And it gives me purpose and it gives me drive. And it really, um, I, I believe in its mission. I believe in it um, wholeheartedly. And I believe in the opportunity to change people's lives. And so for me, it's really about um, in life, how can you serve others? And this is the way that I can serve others. That wow. is phenomenal. That wow. is phenomenal. And you're helping so many people. When did the foundation start? And and I know it's 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 free for a lot of folks, but how, how do they, when did it start? How do they get involved? How do they get uh, your, your, look, I, I, I take, I go to the gym probably, I would say three or four times uh, a day now. Look, Elliot knows this is a new, fairly new thing for me. I'm not in the best shape in the world, but <laughs> I've got I've got well, a tra I, I've got a trainer. I'm going to the gym, but that uh, when did this part start in regards to training others? I seen your class. I don't think I can. I don't think I can handle it. It seems, it seems rough. Can handle it. it seems rough. Look to me, <laughs> it, it's about so it, the issue is that people go in and they focus on what they are not, right? And to me, you have to focus on what you are. And, okay. and what you can do. And for everybody, that's different. I mean, what I can do is going to be different than what the next person can do. And this journey for me has been very eye-opening too, because I've transitioned in different ways where, you know, when I discovered that I had bone mats, I, you know, I had a really difficult time just bending over and tying my shoes. And so then I had radiation that addressed that. And so it, it's, it's really stepping back. It's taking your ego out of it. It's it's doing what you can do. So instead of focusing on, oh, well, I can't do that. It's really about focusing on what can I do? And, and being in that space and being like, you know what? I'm better for this today than I was yesterday. And I'll be better tomorrow than I was today. And it's about controlling the aspects of your life that you can control. It's I can't control the fact that I have cancer. That's beyond my control, but I can certainly control how I react to it. Part of that is moving through cancer. Part of that is the mindset that I choose to have in, in that space. So I am a mother. I am a professional wrestler. 
I am a business owner. I am a wife. I am so many things. And I happen to have cancer. Wow. I know that you could come into that space, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What's, what's, What's so great is that your this this philosophy, this mindset, this discipline, everything you're promoting, this works if you even if you don't have uh, any uh, you know a medical issue, if you are struggling with something other than that, just meant you know meant maybe just mental health. I had a medical condition last year, and I I had a version of that that other things you talked about, but I you know wish I had 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 someone like you along the way to kind of give me that reinforcement that's needed because it's so much, it's so easy to, like you said earlier, kind of curl up and put your, put your head in the sand and say, yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to address it. Um, when it turns out that really the best thing that one can do usually for their mind, for their body is what you're saying, tackle it head on, not let it define you and find every possible way to improve the vessel and you know, what the impact you're going to leave Jungle Boy is a really, really lucky, lucky kid for lots of reasons. But to have this this champion, you know, there, at what a role model you are. That's it's just so awesome. I'm, I'm, I've got goosebumps right now. He's a good kid, too. He really is a good kid. He was Jungle Boy before there was a Jungle Boy. Yeah, he was. Ooh. Yeah, he I was. Like it. I like it. Uh, no, this is this is really fascinating. Um, and, and it's really awesome. And like you said, I don't know a single person that cancer hasn't touched. Uh, it, it just seems um, if, if you're lucky, like we are to get to a certain age, it, it, it seems to be ubiquitous, whether it's a family member or a friend. Um, I actually happen, um, Elliot knows this, but I happen to serve on the board of the Ask Childhood Cancer Foundation. Oh, and, I love my, it. and my son is an ass kid. And so uh, he's yeah. doing, he's, he's doing really well. He's, you know, he was diagnosed at four months. He's, he just celebrated his eighth birthday and he's, he's doing, he's doing great. But the, uh, through his journey is how we found out about the foundation and through the foundation, we found out about so many other kids in the central Virginia area, all throughout the state, um, that is, uh, is going through this battle. So we will definitely be in touch with you too. That's what I was told. I was talking, I was talking to some of your, uh, your, your colleagues and staff and they were saying, and I was like, there's gotta be a way because we have so many wonderful, uh, wonderful kids all throughout, uh, throughout, throughout Virginia. So ask is predominantly in central Virginia, but it's, right. it's actually throughout the entire state now, um, with we, we, you know, state funding in the budget for the first time ever last year. So they've got a wonderful program that will be in touch, but they're incredible. they're incredible. But before that, I need you. There's, Two things before you give us the final plug in regards to what to expect, both on the fifth and sixth, because I don't want to over this, this dinner is going to be a big part of this as well, not just yeah, uh, what is. happens on the sixth. We want to talk about that. Um, I, I have to ask if you were going to put a Mount Rushmore of women wrestlers, so oh, there's four man. of them. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep, this is it. Think, think about oh. it, we'll do it in reverse order. Tell us about one more time exactly what to I expect. I would totally be on there. I love it. I love yeah, you. Absolutely. There's only three left. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the, about the dinner and spending some time with the uh, and and who you who are you bringing in um, on the fifth 
and you, you did talk about Hardywood and, and free to the public and being able to move. But I, the fifth is hopefully a place where the foundation can, can raise a lot of money. So I really want you to kind of tell the people what to expect if they're able to come out. Yeah. So the fifth is a VIP sponsor dinner and it is for our thousand dollar sponsors and more. And what that gives them basically is an exclusive evening with the, with 11 of the wow superheroes. Wow. So it is at the Commonwealth wow. club down, uh, I believe it's 501. Oh my goodness. North Franklin street. I want to say, Sounds um, right. yeah. Is that right? Familiar with the place until, so I have a member who is uh, a member at the gym who is a member there. And he said, Erica, listen, we will get you an amazing deal to, to host the event there and uh, bring the women in. And we just will wine and dine everybody. Four, four, four Oh one West Franklin. Four Oh one West yep. Franklin. Okay. Four Oh one. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to remember all the addresses. I have so many numbers in my head. <laughs> Um, but it's an opportunity for these individuals to have a meet and greet. It's an hour cocktail, a cocktail hour. From there, then they will be escorted in and they will be seated at tables that are headed by one of the superheroes. Then we will do ring entrances where these women yeah. will come in and um, they are in full costume. And I mean, it is a full blown wow event. That's and these awesome. ladies will come in, uh, you know, each when they're uh, addressed and come in with their ring entrance. And then, you know, there's going to be video that's playing with kind of this compilation of e each of their like matches and behind the scenes and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a whole production. That's awesome. And then they're going to go in and they're going to sit down at the table that they were assigned to. So we have um, Lana Starr, who is one of the, is the only other original WOW superhero. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So she started with me in 2000. So Lana Starr will be there. Lana Starr has a new, of course, Lana thinks it's the Lana Starr show. So Lana has one of her little protégés, Penelope Pink, who will be there as well. We have Miami Sweet Heat, who are a riot mm -hmm. and um, are going to take over. Well, if if uh, you know David doesn't stop them, mm -hmm. so Miami Sweet Heat—that's Lindsay and Lori. Then we have Chantilly Cello, who's been with uh, the Wow organization for just about ten years now. We have Princess Aussie, who has also been with with Wow for um, I want to say about four or five years. Uh, we have uh, Coach Campanella, which is uh, Coach is new and Coach is amazing. And uh, she's going to get everybody in order. Coach, uh, Coach plays to win. And then we have Candy Crush, who transitioned from being a boxer to now being a professional wrestler. And she's extraordinary. We have, uh, I'm trying to think everybody. I haven't mentioned everybody. There's one that I'm going to leave. Yeah, let's, let's, um, let's, let's, let's do everyone. I'll tease. I'll tease it. I'll tease it. Okay. So we may or may not have the WoW champion. You just called her out, so I don't, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> I, do you, I hope you know the Commonwealth Club. May or Club, may not. 
we're all the, the Commonwealth Club, it's very well funded. So if some tables get broken, if some chairs end they'll up be in high, they'll, they'll be, be fine. fine. No they'll be, they, owe, they owe the world this. They have they no idea what's about to hit them. Yep. So, that, I mean, amazing. it really is. So we also have, so um, I don't know if you ever listened to, so if you know Hermie Sadler. Oh, yeah. So Hermie Sadler's got a podcast. It's Sadler mm -hmm. and the Senator. And so I just went on their podcast, but so they're going to be there. That's they're going to lead a kind of ET style Q and a with cool. the wow superheroes. That's it's going to be, and you can only get it that night. I mean, this is it. Doors are closed. Cameras are going to be shut. Uh, Paramount will be there kind of capturing all of it. Very cool. Behind the scenes of all of it. But if you're not there, you're not going to know what happens. And that's so, that's your tip. Get get your, your tickets. Tip. Get your groups together. You don't want to miss this. Where, no, where, and, where do, and where do people buy tickets? So they can go to endorphasmfoundation.org, okay. but uh, and on there, look at the events page, and on the okay. events page, they can click, and that will also give them a little bit more information about what the organization is about. I mean, it really does. It takes education. It takes time. It takes money to build a nonprofit. It takes a village. You guys are part of that village because spreading the word about what we do is a huge part of it. I'm greatly appreciative that you guys are giving me an opportunity to talk about the foundation, to talk about the event, um, to talk about, wow, women are wrestling. Cause I, can talk well, about you're stuck with wrestling. us now. This is the, this will not be the, this will not be the only time you see our faces. I love so it. You're completely stuck with us now. And we, uh, I can't speak for for EJ, but I know I, I know we are. When we saw the mission of this and what you're trying to what you're putting together and what you've done, and then obviously um, learning about your journey as well as what you're doing for others, uh, how could you not sign up? How could you not want to be a part of spreading uh, this amazing message of what you're doing, what the foundation's doing, and this wonderful event? So, uh, Jungle Girl, Erica. All of it. We're still not going to let you off the hook. You got to tell us at least two oh, yeah. of the people on your on your Mount Rushmore. But we really oh. appreciate you. Oh man, that's so tough. There's so many great women. Listen, let me tell you who. One of the women that I had a tremendous amount of respect for, and unfortunately, was not really with um, WWE at the time of like, I. I I'd like to see her now is uh, Molly Holly. Mm -hmm. um, what? Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. I had a mm -hmm. tremendous amount of respect for her as first of all, developing other women and, and passing on her knowledge to other women. Um, that, that to me is just the sign of a leader, someone who doesn't, feel like they need to keep it all to themselves. And they, she wanted to make people better than herself. And to me, that's, um, that's a great trait to have. And I have a lot of respect for an individual that, that, um, you know, that is their mission and goal is to, is to elevate women's wrestling and wrestling in general. Um, God, so hard. Well, we, we could leave it there. That was a good one. That was a good really, one. really interesting. You brought Molly Holly up about a couple of months ago. It was over the summer. My wife's best friend, who lives in Minneapolis, uh, knows I do this show and sent me a text that said, hey, hey, Elliot, I'm at a wedding right now. And 
you do you know who this person is? Sent me a photo of her and Molly Holly together. Oh, really? Yep. She was she was at the wedding. They had a mutual friend, and my my wife's best friend said she was the nicest person. Like, was super great. Just and was so down to earth and casual. So yeah, Molly Holly has always been one of my favorite as well. And even more so now. There's so many good wrestlers. There's so many. I mean. Uh, it's so hard. <laughs> who, who are you seeing? Is there is there someone like today active that you think is really setting setting the tone, and someone outside of 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 Wow? Because I think all the ladies in Wow are blazing their own trail. Asuka. There you go. Asuka is like, amazing. I like it. Amazing. Asuka is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think she is. I think she's amazing. I think she's amazing. I mean, there's. I don't know. You know, I want to beat all the women in Welsh, so I don't, want them, uh -huh. I don't want any of them on my Mount Rushmore. Right. No, I just, well, there's a there was a Facebook comment where we put it up there that said, uh, Jungle Girl versus Santana Garrett is my favorite WoW match ever. So uh, wow. th there's somebody that commented in the chats already. They can comment live. Uh, you can also, not only can you comment live, but you can buy tickets for – Yes. November 5th and, and November 5th is the VIP dinner. Uh, and then you can go out to Hardywood. We'll, we'll definitely see if we can try to make it out to Hardywood. That is a, that is a Saturday and Sunday. So the dinner is on Saturday and Hardywood's uh, kind of movement with all the, with all the stars will be on Sunday. And then Eric, it's a big party. I mean, it's, it's a huge party. It's a, a band, party. the pizza is going to be going. I, I wanted to say one thing too. So Absolutely. there is, a, a raffle item. We're not going to do it as an auction. We're going to do it as raffle. So there's a, a bunch of different raffle items, wow items, Lakers items. Um, so my original, original wow jungle girl costume, I will be raffling that off. This is a, my costume that I have wrestled more than 20 wow superheroes in. I won the WOW Championship in that costume. I held my son in that costume. I wrestled in the LA Forum. I wrestled in Vegas. I wrestled in the Belasco Theater in that costume. Um, there's only one. I mean, as you, as you can see, I am the collector. <laughs> AJ, you, the collector. We might need to pick another item to raffle yeah, off. Yeah, and you, you, and I, you and I might need to make some, some side deal for some... I can't wait to be a part of that raffle and go out there on Sunday, especially um, there. It is free and open to the public. There's a $25 yes. suggested donation, but yes. we, 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 we want, we want people out there um, regardless of their means come out there because the cause is good. You're going to go out, you're going to go out with, you know, with, with a sweat, you're going to break from moving. You're going to get loaded up with pizza. You're going to hear great music and you're yep. going to meet tremendous, tremendous, talented women out there. Kita Rush, are, that's another one. Kita Rush will be there. Kita Rush is gonna be there too. Yeah. yeah, I mean these these are these are some women who, if you haven't seen some of them before, get ready because Wow is Wow is on TV regularly, and these women I'm sure do lots of dates as well. And and you'll you'll get these names down, and you'll you'll want to keep up with them and follow them because this Wow is one of the hottest things going, in my opinion. It is, and Paramount is fully invested in got a great partner the long haul so they've Good. been great and i'm excited i mean it's it's nice it's to awesome. see all of your work and and all of that come to fruition and to really 
you know. You are inspiring. I cannot, we, I cannot we, wait to meet you awesome. in public. Yes, we, we are so excited. We're so excited that you joined us on WCWF. We wish you the very best. We will see you Thank soon, you. and we want everyone to go out, get tickets, come out on the 6th to Hardywood. It's going to be a big party. Thank you, Erica Jungle Thank you. Girl. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's greatest. I mean, wow. What a great guest. What a How great fantastic guest. was that? Darius Lockhart. Don't don't bother. We're good. <laughs> we, we're no, don't, don't say that. Don't wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Wait we still second. want you, Darius. What a fantastic you. event. Yeah, what a fantastic awesome. cause. What a fantastic guest. We're, we can't say anymore. If even if you just go online and Google say say it for me, uh EJ, because I don't want to say the foundation wrong. Endorphasm. Endorphasm yes. Foundation. Please, please Google it and, and, and learn mm -hmm. more about Erica's story and what she's doing, not just for herself, but for so many others. Uh, it is so, so, so important and so awesome. So I'm so glad. And, and we'll try our best to be out there and, and support as best we can. For sure. That was great. That was a lot of fun. So let's, uh, you know, we're, we're pushing up on, on our hour. We've got about... Well, let's just go to the big the, the big finish in regards to what's happening, uh, what we hope to see as we move forward. This is kind of Thursday night's our AEW show. Uh, is there is there any big storylines before we wrap it up that you're, you're that that's intriguing you AEW style right? Yeah, now? here's well, here's what's intriguing to me. Um, it came out today that a steel has been released by AEW. Okay. That's okay. really like one of the first shoes to drop as far as like it, it it was a signal that maybe this investigation from the all-out uh post scrum fiasco maybe getting ready to wrap up um as i of think this, so. i think it's about time as of this week uh it was being reported that neither the elite or cm punk or a steel or anyone still facing suspect still under suspension has had any contact with anyone there they don't know their statuses nothing's being reported as it should that's the way to go if you're conducting like a real authentic investigation that could have legal ramifications we shouldn't be hearing anything about it um so the fact that a steel has been released you know i don't know if that is the same as fired or not i'm not going to bother trying to read into it anymore and see if that's an indication that punk won't come back whatever but it, it's really the first sort of announcement we've had in a while since since the handful of right. ancillary right. guys came off their initial suspension, which we right. all suspected they were going to. I expect that there'll be – you'll either see the elite on TV in some manner going – you know, in the next couple of weeks. Punk obviously right. is going to be out of action for a while. But, I mean, I think the wrestling world still is sort of reverberating from that brawl because there hasn't been – any sort of conclusion to it. So the fact that we've, we've seen one talent, one producer released or coach released, but not, I, I think it, it just makes everyone think like, okay, we may be, we may actually get back to some normalcy and not have this cloud hanging over AEW, which it just, it just has been for a while. So is it at the point now for you where you just want it, want it to be over them to decide to do what they need to do and, and move it, forward? Uh, the shows have been really good the last few weeks. So I haven't, bothered really worrying about it too much i think AEW will benefit by having Kenny omega in their fold because he's a huge talent the bucks are a huge talent it's no secret that they're not my favorite tag team i've sure. i've heard just a lot of them 
some backstage accusations, how they handle themselves. I've heard the exact opposite too. So I don't honestly know what to believe, but you know, the shows have been great. Like, have I been missing the bucks? No. Have I been missing it? Have I been missing Omega? It's good to have a top talent in your tail. I I, I haven't. I I can tell you honestly, I haven't. I haven't been missing it. The shows have been just fine. If like there was a world, if AEW was a world where the elite and CM Punk weren't there, it would look like it has for the last month and a half. And I've enjoyed it. But you got MJF that came back. And yep. he's carrying, I mean, we can talk about the MJF William Regal promo, which some people have saying one of the best of all time. Uh, I, I think it was fa- coming off the heels of a very, what what we talked about, the Bray Wyatt's promo last Friday sure. was interesting. It was powerful. It was, it had similarities as far as, you know, sounding genuine. There was obviously more to Bray's promo. Obviously. Yeah, I don't know if the promo for promo, I, I MJS is probably a better promo. I think overall it was. He yeah. and, you know, to say that MGF may have cut his best promo last night or, says a lot because says we have we have felt that way many times over. You know, some of his promos with Punk, uh, his promo going back even to with Cody. He is everything he says he is. He's a 26-year-old generational talent that we have two, not seen. Do you think they're slightly too long or do you think they're perfect? I think, I think they're fine. I think they're fine. I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I MJ, think they're slightly I think, long. Slightly I think MJ is so good. Slightly until, long. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, any promo could be cut. Any promo given can be cut by a, a minute. But, but Regal point, was Regal was equally as good, right? Regal did a great job last night. Regal did a great job. Just his facial expressions were were goading him on. I was sure. thinking for a second, like, wow, if it, you know, MGF obviously putting a lot of of his emotion into that promo, but when I when I was seeing Regal tilting his head, smirking, I was surprised. How is MGF not controlling himself and not going to roll off and, and pop him right in the mouth? Because that's what it certainly looked like it was going for. And at one point, it looked like he may have. Yeah, when he, he had, turned his back, I was mm-hmm. like, you should just hit him because that was that was my point. When Regal turned his back into this, I was like. MJF, because at this point, MJF is a heel, but he's also super over. And I'm just like, keep doing heelish stuff. Like, hit him in the face, because that's what a heel does. This this conflict that he seems to be having is not really heelish behavior. So one of two things is going to happen. He's going to make some turn to face, or kind of somewhat like Bray, this this confliction is... All a ruse, and he's going to end up being, you know, more evil than ever. Yeah, he's only he's only he's only heel when he cuts it on fans. No, he's but, the devil. Uh, he's got to triple down. This is all the same thing with Bray. This is all in your imagination that he's a good person. He is not a good person. He's going to turn. He's going to triple down. He's going to be the worst heel you've ever seen on the face of heels, and I love it because it's going to happen. There's no. There's no positive face spin and if it is it would disgust me it would be the, it would be mjf going face would be the worst thing that worst decision maybe in wrestling history so he's gonna trouble think, down do you think there's a chance that regal turns on mox nope and look and hooks up with mjf you don't think nope. those two nope not at all okay if okay. anyone goes rogue it's yuda right didn't you wrote you didn't yuda it's Yuta. I could see Brian Danielson also. Like he, I don't know how you turn him heel because he's so over. 
you do would make sense, but that that didn't the promo last night wasn't that like Yuta and a little bit of internal strife there? But but Yuta was seemingly having an issue with Danielson's. I don't know if that's Yuta kind of going rogue or there's gonna be increasing resentment toward Danielson for some reason. I'm not sure where it's going, but all of that, you know, there's this this subplot with Wheeler and and Danielson. Mox doesn't need a stable Mox doesn't need and and the Blackpool Combat Club is still fairly new so I I can't see it imploding yet but something about it last night something about those two in the ring I could I could see the fact that they lean so much on Regal believing in him you know putting this you know trying to cultivate this out of MGF for so many years wouldn't shock me if uh there's this little Paul Paul Heyman advocate situation that could be going on I doubt it but I yeah. doubt it, but you know, not that MGF needs a mouthpiece either because he gives the best promos in wrestling right now. But exactly, have, that's the to, point to have to have someone like Regal, who I mean, Regal doesn't cut promos for any of the Blackpool Combat Club. He gets on commentary when they wrestle. He can right. do that. With, he can do that when MJF wrestles. Um, and the fact that Regal just kept referring to himself as like the original heel bad guy. Uh, it, it's, it, was it was, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not going that, down that road yet. I'm not going okay. down that road yet, but okay. let me ask you this before we get out of here. Yeah. Because we didn't get a chance to talk about it yet. And we talked a lot about it in the group chat and, uh, or I did Tony Khan does a, does a, what's it, what's it called? I guess a, a shoot interview with Ariel Hawani. Uh, Ariel is, really turned out to be the biggest combat sports journalist in the game these days. Mm-hmm. His show, whether it's UFC or professional wrestling or boxing, it's a must stop in New York City. He he has everyone. He's he is awesome. I love love seeing him do the interviews that he does. I love seeing him do his BT Sports wrestling interviews. They're much more uh for whatever reason that network gets a lot more licensed to have the authentic wrestlers on as themselves uh, yep. than any other place I've ever seen. Uh, but Tony Khan comes on and it's kind of the tale of two interviews in the sense of this. I was actually more impressed with Tony Khan finishing that interview, going through the whole interview. I was actually more impressed with his ability to at least be aware of what's happening in his own company. The interesting part is, and I can get this from it. I understand this completely from a journalistic standpoint. Hawani super frustrated, hated the interview, and even had to come on after the interview and basically say that was a waste of time. And he basically let Tony Khan do whatever he wanted because he was afraid that, one, that the relationship was already bad or the relationship was going to get worse if if this interview didn't go well. It actually started, if you listen, it actually started with Hawani saying, I thought you guys had beef with me. Mm-hmm. And Tony Khan's like, we didn't really have beef, but you – basically got MJF without any of our approval. And that was a problem. Like, you bypassed all of our staff people, which, if anybody knows about AEW, we we know a person in AEW who wants to come on, and AEW won't let him come on our show. So it's one of those things where it, it does happen. But what did you think? Are you – what did you think about the whole thing, and what'd you, what was your thoughts on Tony Khan? I think he – you know, I think Helwani had some expectations, but Tony has a very full plate right now. And I think Tony probably is having some, hopefully having some self-realization that 
oh, I got to get some things back in control. There should be no, I mean, Hawani knew that he wasn't going to address punk. He wasn't going to address the suspensions. Um, could he have, could Tony have given him a little more? I think he could have, I understand while Helwani was frustrated, but like, this is professional wrestling. This is carny. Like you, this is, you gotta have those expectations. So I don't think Helwani was overreacting with sort of venting his frustration, which is legit, but TK is, is, in, has all, is at the controls right now. So I don't, I think he's got a full plate so if it was if he wasn't going to give him anything right now I, i'm i'm okay with it i wish he had certainly opened up a little bit more um i what i learned is that he is seemingly working full-time for the jags working full-time for the 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 football team mm-hmm. that that he owns i kind of mm-hmm. thought he may have put some of those positions on the back burner in AEW. that is not the case which kind of further tells me he is burning the candle at both ends in the middle and probably a little bit on the sides. Uh, I'd like him. I'd like to see him focus his concentration on AEW because that's what I care about more than the than Fulham more oh, than the oh, Jag yeah. Fulham more than the Jaguars. So great, but um, not going to happen either. That's, gonna, that's, gonna, the, happen. that's the read I got from that interview is that he is working with the Jags. He's working with Fulham, and he is creatively fully involved in doing everything at AEW. Uh, I was actually impressed with that cadre of jobs. I was impressed with what he seems to have an understanding of what his jobs are, especially with Jacksonville and with Fulham. And obviously he's everything in AEW. Uh, Very concerned, like we always said, that a lot of this stuff happened because he probably wasn't able to focus on all three jobs at one time or more, whatever he's doing with TV deals. Cause again, this is all encompassing mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, doing creative as well. So it was one of those things where I was actually way more impressed with him after the interview, because what we saw of him is the only times we see him on AEW is whether he's going, you know, he's kind of kind of fanning out or spazzing out or, or doing something that uh, doesn't give us a lot of confidence. I think this interview gave us confidence that he's a, a really intelligent, really competent person, which he has to be to, to get this far with AEW. No doubt about but, it. But uh, it also gives you tons of reasons for concern about moving forward. Tons of reasons for concern if anything happens with him and in, in his well-being, right? Uh and it's just it, – it, it's it, it will be a ride. I also thought it was very interesting the way that he positions himself with AEW. I can't remember what term he used, but I think he used it's like it's a competitor show. It's basically he knows he's the B-side mm-hmm. all the time. They, mm-hmm. they enjoy being the B-side, and they are not comparing themselves to WWE as the A-side versus the B-side as much as they're comparing themselves as the most successful B-side that's ever happened like it's it's ever happened in wrestling so it it was really exciting to hear like him immediately concede yeah like we're not wwe we're not going to be wwe uh uh, hopefully our fans understand that we're not going to we're not going to be them i don't feel like we're going to be a uh worthy competitor one day too it was just an interesting take on it yeah i I would love to sit down and pick his brain you know he's going to be the featured meet and greet guest at a daily's place aew show in a couple of weeks, really? if, he, if he didn't want to answer any of Helwani's questions, why is he submitting? Sub, you know, 
Yeah, put this is gonna be a love, it's going to be a love fest. That's why. It's a, yeah. The only people that want to see Tony mm-hmm. Khan are people that are going to kiss his butt. But how you know he's gonna be asked 150 times when's Punk coming back? When's it? Doesn't matter. I, 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 I would. A, I think there's a better use of your time than doing that. But like, hey, hey, would you this, would you this, really want to go to Vince dinner never, with Tony? Vince Tom? never did that. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to go dinner with any, any of those guys. Sure. I don't know, man. I I'm would, not saying. I'm and I'm not saying it like Tony Khan's a bad guy. Yeah. I'm saying I don't think Tony Khan's gonna be a really fun hang. <laughs> I, can, I don't we, think so. I just well, don't think so. Just like Mox and MJF did, we'd we'd make chicken salad out of chicken s. If I had, I can, I can, I'll get out of of Tony Khan. I could make him. He could have. I could have a good time at an insurance seminar. So I could bring out the good times go. out of Tony Khan. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent time. Excellent episode in regards to our guests and the cause. And uh, we'll post as much as we can about how to get people aware of uh, wrestling with cancer on the fifth and the sixth final thoughts, any faces, heels or final thoughts, matches of the week, EJ, the collector, take us home. Jungle girls, our face of the week. She came on, she made this show. Excellent. Super tonight. easy. That was a layup. Yeah, I know. I know. Jungle girl. Uh, go watch, uh, watch, watch the trios match from last night again. Uh, oh, what a great and, match. Yeah. They were fantastic. All six of them were great. Um, Danhausen was not there. That was a little bummed me out. But um, he'll, he'll 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 he's still he's still healing up from the, the shot he took from Pack last week. But we got we're thank uh, th- and thank you again, Erica Joan Girl. You're tremendous. I cannot wait to meet you on the fifth and sixth Hardywood Commonwealth Club uh, Indoor Phasm Foundation. Check it out and definitely let's show some support to the group and find find Wow on your local programming and give it a watch. It's good stuff. All right, we're gonna have to leave it there. I, I'm trying to think. I don't have. Uh, do I have any AEW faces or heels of the week? I don't know. We've already talked about Ray Phoenix. I love him, so that's, that's gonna be it for me. Dalton Castle put on a great if, show last night. Dalton Castle did put on a great show last night. Yeah, if did. we can find, uh, look, if anyone has access, links, or replay buttons to Triple Mania, I'd love to see it. All I've seen is highlights on social media, but I am. I'm all in. I, I I feel like that's gonna be that that was an event that I need to see. So I'll try to figure that out. Um, but that's it, man. EJ, great show. Thank Until you. next time, we're gonna have to count everyone out. One, two. We're so we're we're so out of sync. All right, start again. <laughs> One, two, three. three. Until next. Hell. Until next time.